Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quick question. What were you doing at exactly this time yesterday? If you were applying for a business loan from Linked Finance, you'd already have an answer by now. If you're getting back in business, we can help you access fast, no-hassle finance with credit decisions within 24 hours. It only takes two minutes to apply online with an answer within 24 hours. Cut through the banking bureaucracy with Linked Finance. Just search Linked Finance today. We're open for business. Epstein did 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Hooked, and I'm keeping that in because Dom has to live with the choices that he makes. <laughs> and Epstein may or may not have done 9-11, but he was definitely murdered for what he did. <laughs> or what he could have said. So, I am your host, Zane C. Weber, here on this uh, plot hook podcast, uh, where we may or may not talk about Jeffrey Epstein a little bit more. Uh, with me today, I have two of our regular hosts. I have Dom, and I have Darcy, and we have a special guest, Jack. Hey. How Hello, Jack. So you are here, so and you are new. So we have to do a getting to know you question, and I have a getting to know you question. Who do you mm. think kills? <laughs> <laughs> My question is: Which conspiracy theory do you think is real? Is it the one that I think is real, or the one that I'd like to be real? Oh, either or. Just explain your working. Oh, which one do I think is possibly? I like the one. That's not that the Earth is flat, but the Earth is smaller than it actually is. That everything's closer together, and that right. it's all just the aeroplane companies that's have just built a Bill Bailey. <laughs> yeah, the Bill yeah, Bailey nice. thing. Yeah, yeah, they just fly around a bit. I like yeah. that one. It's it seems no it's way. like it's not as you know like ambitious as flat Earth. Hmm. It's sort of like an in between. It's like your gateway. It's your gateway drug into flat Earth. <laughs> because you do want to end up at flat Earth eventually. Yeah, eventually you'll You've get there. You've got to have that awakening. Eventually you'll get to BOB levels of like, I'm going to fund a rocket to send it into space personally so I can see <laughs> and the Earth if is round. I see that it's round, I'm going to say that someone just put an LCD screen on the outside of the yep. window. Yeah, they just bent the... It's it's a... It's a um, Ocular lens, so of yeah, course it's going to bend. What about you, Darcy? What do you think is um, real? I'll try to tell this as quickly as I can. Oh, One time I was on the train station and a guy came up to me and he was covered in, it was like top of summer, and he's wearing like a coat and he's uh, a big hood and um, thick boots and he's, his arms and legs were wrapped in glad wrap. Anyway, he comes up next to me and he's sweating so much that I can hear it falling off his face and onto the pavement. <laughs> Uh, and he was telling me that the reason why he had to come over to sit next to me was because um, Gugars 
which are aliens, mm. uh, were putting ants on him, yep. and he had to come because there's bad gugars over there, and you could tell that I was surrounded by good gugars, um, and that made me pretty happy. Really sad how he he died with two gunshots in the back of his head. <laughs> really sad. Yeah. yeah, why did you kill him? <laughs> yeah, the gugars told me to. <laughs> it was the mind control. Yeah. What about you, Dom? Do you have a conspiracy theory that you'll heal that you'll die on? Yeah, sure. I mean, this one's like I could probably come up with something more interesting, but just that sometimes, like uh, like you know, magazines or like whatever's replaced magazines, like Cosmo or like zoo that sort of thing will give intentionally bad dating advice to their readers so that they'll <laughs> fail on their dates and continue reading those magazines oh, oh yeah, yeah sure. i heard like that it. one that's yeah. good yeah. any anything that makes capitalistic sense i think yeah. is yeah, probably much. that's probably just real. fact yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was told a very uh very unique and interesting uh conspiracy theory by someone who was suffering out of a mental illness at the time mm-hmm. and it was that australia used to only have crows but, but <laughs> now they, have, con- but. Now they have crows and ravens because mm. someone started feeding the crows Vegemite, which gave them a mohawk. Awesome. And, and so it, 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 it's a conspiracy that the government's been covering up that ravens have been introduced to Australia by saying that they were here the whole time. It checks out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this same person used to um, put put branches covered in in sugar water on one ant hill and then move it to the other ant hill and watch the ant wars. Wow. So, is this person going to come and find us now that we've talked about this on the podcast? <laughs> no, I'm quite good friends with them. It's fine. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, so, what we do here, other than conspiracy theory chats, is we give you some plot hooks, and we do that by taking inspiration from an image. In this case, it will be a Magic the Gathering card and a random word uh, that we just generate for the fun of it. Now, we do that in the method of a magic trick. We give you the pledge, which is at the seat of the idea. Then we go to the turn, which expands upon that idea and makes something interesting happen. And then finally, the prestige, in which we tell you how we could use it in a game or how the story could be based around what we're going to... uh, the hooks that we're going to give you. So, the card that we have uh, selected today is called the Bane Slayer Angel. It is a big billowing skirt on a plate male clad female angel on a night sky with glowing clouds and a very big sword yeah a very um uh strike you down with the wrath of god mm-hmm. and the word that we have selected is explosion yeah oh so who would like to go first i have one straight out <laughs> The grease. I got one. Okay. Straight out the grease. Straight, Straight out, out the grease. grease. Straight it's out coming. Out. It's greasy. It's running towards my mind. <laughs> Here's my idea. Okay. So, it's in a sort of uh, neo-noir, post-apocalyptic future sci-fi world, right? Uh, and you and your group of gangsters have been brought in by this uh, uh, other gangster. He says, listen, I need you and your friends to look after... Uh, a special uh, interest of our uh, partner, uh, partnership. Uh, he's, he's coming in that door in five minutes. Doors open, uh, and in steps Jonathan Explosion. Uh, Jonathan's got like a mohawk, uh, great big, uh, I don't know, podroons, uh, wings on the back of his jacket. And um, yeah, he steps in, and then immediately 
falls over, getting back up, and you can see that he's high as a kite. Mm -hmm. Your job is to look after the, wait, what was it called? The Bane Slayer player, Jonathan Explosion. <laughs> so it's a get into the church on dime. Basically. Yeah, uh, okay. and, and I think it's going to be called uh, Slayer Ball or Bane Ball. I'm still working on it. It's just like the classic uh, zero gravity, um, uh, you know, jump around, ball the wall, throw the ball in the thing. Uh, but they're all their whole thing is that they, they, they're all, the whole team is really attractive. Uh, he's got great big long hair and he's got like wings on the back of his jacket. He's played by Keanu Reeves, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so so we have uh, an escort mission. Yep, for Jonathan Explosion. Oh, that's a good NPC. That's what you have <laughs> on your card there. <laughs> okay, so uh, who wants to go next? Go oh, ahead. Yeah, I'll go next. So I saw this and then was reminded of my Catholic upbringing. <laughs> um, and I got... Uh, with this, with explosion, I think this works really well. With something, you know, this could be in some sort of setting. It could be in a fantasy setting. It could be in a more, um, you know, uh, urban fantasy setting as well. You have some sort of explosion happen, and it's an angel that's fallen from wherever to Earth to sure. wherever you are, um, and you have to go. And part of you know this this becomes a, a character along with your party with your group who you have to kind of... He's got great potential and power and, you know, comes in handy as you for a DM at certain points to be like, oh, they're not really getting where I need to go. Oh, sudden burst <laughs> of power. So it's a little bit of like, you've taken this character in as an NPC, you know, that's kind of your job as the DM to make them likeable yeah, and yeah. not annoying to take care of. Okay, my first question is, are they the only angel that this has happened to? Yes, the okay. only one. Right, so your whole mission is kind of like focused in on that and everyone else focusing in on this NPC. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Okay. As, as we're going oh, through as is, yeah, more, of the, more of the uh, the memories and the personality of who this person is is coming back. Yeah, awesome. Okay. So uh, we've got an angel fall. We have an NPC. What have you got for us, Tom? So I've also got an NPC, uh, but I'm not going to reveal what's on my card just yet. Ooh. <laughs> So basically, your the party uh, comes across uh, like a, a little a, a little girl who is like lost and alone, and she is like like she's wonderful. She's like she's still like she's happy go lucky, and she's and she's peaceful, and she like she make she's instantly like all the the group just like we need to protect this girl. She is the purest thing we've ever met, and she's like her. She keeps telling them, I need to I need to find my brother. Um, they, the, the group can sense there is a powerful divine energy about this child as well, and um, also like setting agnostic as well, obviously. Um, yeah, the, the, there, there, this is um, some sort of powerful, uh, touched by God, possibly, little mm. girl who is just wonderful in every way. And she wants to find her brother. She needs to find her brother. Okay, awesome. So we have the little girl. We have the, the high... Jonathan uh, Explosion. <laughs> Jonathan Explosion. And we have the the angel fallen to earth. Who would like to go to the turn first? Here's my turn. Okay, Darcy's very excited. I'm hot this out week. the grease, baby. <laughs> Is that a saying? It's now. Okay. Yeah, so you go over to Johnny and you're like, hey, Jonathan, what's up? And he's like, yo, it's Johnny. Anyway, he's got a real attitude problem. 
Is um, he Kanicki from Grease? Uh, anyway, Point out the Grease. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, yeah, yeah. So I think like um, you, you're going to be the, the difficulty with Jonathan is that like you're he's he's fun enough to be with. He's um, got drugs on him. He's got a bit of a posse following him around. But it seems that whenever you try to like shepherd him anywhere. It's like he keeps trying to slip away. He's going into parties. He's um, going into dens. Uh, at one so- at one stage, you might find him like done out of his mind in a dive bar somewhere. Right. But the yeah, the, the trick is that like you get you get him out to the car and somehow he slips away and you're you're trying to get after good guy Jonathan Explosion. So is he intentionally trying to get away? It seems like he is. Oh, okay. But he's not. He never like says hey. You stay here five minutes. Oh, no, no. Yeah, okay. Well, then, then, yes, he does. He is trying to get away from you. Oh, okay. So he... Despite the fact... So that does he try to bargain with you at all? Or is he... Yeah, I think he would. I think he's he's not trying to beat you up to get away from you. Yeah. It's always like, you know, listen, like, I'm, like, I'll give you some money or, like, I can... Like, we can go out to the club. Like, just, I can't... you got to let me go, man. I can't... I, I don't... Like, I, you know, I can't... Okay. You know. So it's up to your player's kind of sense of honour that... It's that, d- that they have to stay with him. Yeah, well, they're, they're being paid to make sure, like you said, he gets to the game on time. But he doesn't have more money to pay them off. Well, he so might, saying, he saying says he being, does. Being paid a thousand bucks to get him, for mind him for one day and make sure he gets to the game. Mm-hmm. And he says, look, I'll pay you five grand just to leave for now. Yeah. Well, I think, I think that it's, I think that, yeah, you're right. That's a plot hole. I think that he must, his manager must have all of his money. Okay. It must be one of those things where he's like, listen, Johnny, baby, here. You take these rocks, you get going, but make sure that, you know, you're at the game on time, you look after yourself, you cleaned up. Nice. Okay. So no sweat. Don't worry about <laughs> it, baby doll. All right. Okay. So that's Jonathan Explosion. Yeah. Okay. Let's head to Angelfall, shall we? So as this character, you know, as you, the party, feel a little bit more responsible for them, you start imparting knowledge onto them, things happen. I, I see this as kind of a character almost that would exist, would come the very beginning of a campaign, maybe a couple of yep, sessions in. Yep. And as you start speaking with them and you, that character starts picking up sort of the way that the, uh, the players interact with the world and start seeing their lessons that they've given reflected, they see that this character is taking these lessons to the most extreme harshness, you know, when it's like, well, we can't let that person live. He's choosing more violent options. Right. Or... or taking sort of more conniving routes seeing that like you know and as a, as a reflector back of when the party does things that aren't right so yeah so you're this so this character is kind of a a, a physical manifestation of the, the morals of the of the group yes mm. and even if these 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 uh, your players choose trying to do good things he will take some sort of uncharitable thing from it you know be your job as the dm to kind of scrape with the most kind of like oh that's not the lesson i meant to teach like and it might try and have the players try and police their behavior if they're very invested in this yeah but they see the evolution of this character becoming more and more maybe even jaded by the way that things are happening in the campaign like the so so the classic the the spider kills the fly so what do i do it's like no no well we we um we let them do that because it's nature yeah, and it's like no, no. If you kill the spider, the fly will live. Or if you kill the fly, if you take the fly away and let it go, the spider will die. Yeah, exactly. Kind of tricky yeah. moral conundrums. And because this 
being is so, you know, beyond the natural world that it starts when seeing the natural world, it sort of gets this idea that like, oh, well, when I see the natural world, it's, it pays to be at the very top. It yeah. pays to not really trust other people because right. it seems that everyone's, you know, it takes this most uncharitable interpretation of the world. Awesome. Okay, so, and I guess, does the addition of an angel into this world, like a literal angel that's fallen from uh, another plane or a different part of existence, is that, does that change, like, the entire world? Or is, and so does it, the whole thing become a bit more of a struggle for morality? Or is it, or is it just a very, your group has this secret and so only they are examining the morals? I think that this character is very much the last of their kind. Okay. It's yeah, a yeah. last-ditch escape. It's a very kind of Superman-esque thing. Okay, yeah, Last sure. son of Krypton. So the, party, here. so the party's got to keep it hush-hush. You, you've got to keep it hush-hush. There might even be adventures around the idea of people also realising this. Yeah. But as they're going along, they're seeing this person who they care about, who's, you know, they've, uh, who's become part of the group, start to change in yeah, ways that awesome. worries the group. Okay. Not just because they're powerful, but also maybe they've established a relationship as well. All right. Um, so at this point, we need a name. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, let's say uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> one of the only angels I know, Uriel. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to a little girl in search of her brother. So yeah, the little girl, a beacon of light in a cruel world, um... She know she knows the way to her brother, and she'll lead the party to him um, if if they let her. Otherwise, you know, like they, they have no choice regarding that. Like she is going to go and find her brother. If, but ideally, the party would probably be like, "Well, we need to protect this little girl. She's mm. you know she's so innocent and so vulnerable." Uh, and if they happen to be have any particular religious members of the party maybe they'll be able to glean some more insight into her nature as she is basically a being of pure of pure life energy she is she really is like a microcosm of the good of goodness and life and light uh and she is seeking her brother who is her opposite in every single way uh and the longer they that you the party travels with the girl who tells them that her name is persephone uh, it becomes clear that should she ever meet her brother, the world will effectively end. Okay, so she knows this? She knows this. It's, okay. her, it's her purpose. Uh, and she is still a, a beautiful and... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wonderful and happy-go-lucky child, but she knows that this is her purpose, and she will never stop seeking him. Okay. And there is no way to stop her but, but one. But one. Encase her in concrete. <laughs> put her in a box. <laughs> yeah, put that box and put in another box. Yeah, in the mail and smash it box with myself. A, smash it with a hammer. <laughs> okay, so we have Persephone, we have Uriel, and we have Jonathan Explosion. All right. 
Who wants to prestige first? I Hot think- grease. Okay, okay. Jonathan explosion. Okay. So Jonathan's trying to get away from us. He gets he gives you the slip and it begins to rain. You come across Jonathan Explosion standing out the front of a house put between two city blocks, you know what I mean, or whatever. Uh, and he's crying his eyes out, looking into this building. How can you tell if it's raining? Exactly. Like they're all lost. All those tears are lost. Like, like, uh, like, like um, something. I've seen things. <laughs> anyway, you get closer, and he's 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 drugged up. He's drugged up, but he's really upset. And you ask him, like, man, you've been like. Sorry, I just imagined you doing your voice. It's like I've seen things you people wouldn't would believe. Understand. I tell you what, attack ships oh on goodness. fire off the shoulder, Orion. It's 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 madness out there. I tell you what. Time to die. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna let this freaking bird go now. Oh, there he goes. Oof, get out of here, you, hey. you scumbag. Hey, I'm dying here. Hey. Anyway, so he's crying. Uh, you get up there. You, ask, you say, like, listen, man, you're supposed to be a good NPC. Why are you being such a cheeky bugger? Why have you been doing drugs? Why have you been bad? you got a game tonight. He reveals to you that he's drugging himself up to do what has to come next. He's being paid by the mafia to lose the game tonight. He's the only member on his team that has to take the fall for the angels uh, in this fight. Um, so the reveal is that if he doesn't follow through... Folks are going to either break his legs or hurt his mum or something, but he knows that he's not going to be able to do it sober. Your party is uh, faced with the opportunity now to either protect him from the mob, let him uh, keep his dignity and, like, make his ma proud, because I think something like, you know, you go the classic, oh, my mum's been, like, she's been, like, looking after me this whole time, and this is the game that's going to make my career. She was my first... Anti-gravity soccer coach. She gave me my first anti-gravity soccer ball. <laughs> it's a balloon. <laughs> Johnny's um, not too bright. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, um, and you've got to, um, yeah, yeah. So so the decision is, you either say, oh, well, listen, we're going to go and then break your mum's legs unless you come with us, or they say, we got your back, Johnny. You're going to win, and uh, your mum's going to be proud of you. Mm. All right, Jonathan okay. Explosion. So I, I think. In that situation, so there's two ways they can do it. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, two ways. <clears throat> I, I'm, I, as a player, I'm literally coming up with different <laughs> ways they can approach this. Okay, go for it. So, one, they they let they tell Johnny, "Don't throw the game. We'll protect you from the mob." And okay, then that's your game. Mm-hmm. Or two, they say, "No, you sh- you should definitely throw the game, uh, so that you you know your mum is safe." Mm. Or three, they hunt down the mob. <laughs> Before, before or after the game? The game's tonight. They do it right now. They take Jonathan. They take Johnny. Jonathan Explosion. Yeah. And Will they... the game go on without Jonathan Explosion? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Also, but also, my other question is: What benefit does it have to have Jonathan Explosion there, or Johnny Explosion? What do you mean? Although, actually, yeah, there? he's he's a he's a zero gravity ball guy, so yeah. that'd be good. As he uses his techniques and skills that he's learned in the game to yeah. break necks and kick a ball across the or room. Or you hold Johnny Ransom, yeah, against mm. the mob because they want him there to throw the game. <laughs> no one else is going to throw the game, so they're going to pay you to get him there. You get double the money. 
Do, if I'm in this party, I'm doing like a like a, a coach like what is his name in Bunny Ducks is Coach Bombay. I'm doing that sort of thing, and I'm just like I'm gonna get this this ragtag team. I'm gonna have them win this fight, even though they're not supposed oh. to. I'm gonna like whip them into shape, and they're gonna win this fight. I just Quack. Had, I just had Quack. another idea, right? So you tell the, if you tell them all, you know the deal's off. They say forget about it. They go in there, and however many players are on your how many people are in your campaign? Let's say there's three. Mm. They join. Exactly. They the kill right those. Number. They kill those. Three or they break the legs of those three people. So you rock up. There's no way we can play, man. We're three players down. And you say, actually, there is a way. <laughs> you suit up and no matter how unfit you are or like how wrong you are for the game, then you guys end up playing a game of um, what I call it, Slaughter Ball, which I think is probably the best outcome. So it like just turns yeah. into Space Jam at the end. Yeah, it's yeah. Space Jam. Yeah, I think Bill Murray's there for some reason. Bill yeah. Murray comes in at the critical moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. so that's Johnny Explosion. Uh, cool, cool. So let's, let's go to Uriel. So we've got this uh, kind of... This person who's amplifying the moral choices of the team in this world that's similar to our own. How is this? How is it? How are you going to present the prestige in this one? So the prestige is this. I haven't so far revealed what's on the card, what I had, this <gasps> character. Dun dun dun. So, <laughs> as this becomes more and more extreme, as this character becomes, you know, quite jaded to everyone else but particular people in the group or maybe the group in general feels generally pretty positive feelings if not confused about but something happens where that you guys get cut off it's too much and this and Uriel leaves and as Uriel leaves and sees the uh, the world without sort of the influence of the player characters at all to even give any sort of like uh, um, context, ca- context yeah. to things anymore then Uriel starts developing his own worldview. Because he's the last of the angels, because the last time the angels came to this plane, to this earth, they were sent there by God or gods to exterminate Nephilim, which were the product of angels and yeah, humans yeah. together. And that is the reason why he's come back. That's his innate purpose of what he's realized. And the last time they went and did this, they weren't successful at doing so. Um, and now he's come back and he's realised that's why I feel this way about the world. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't make any sense because of this unnatural yeah, thing yeah. that's now just spiralled out of control. And that's why Uriel is, on my card here, the big bad. Right. What? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so genocide's so, the only option. Yes. You see, and because he might feel this way about... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, we're saying controversial things on this episode. Yeah, this is yeah, a this real is, well, well, dicey yes, episode. I, I was quoting a big bad there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, right <laughs> sure you were. Yeah. I may or may not be a big bad in real life. <laughs> I've yet to achieve my potential. <laughs> and you see this character doing, you know, awful things to maybe even other well liked NPCs within the narrative, but the weakness being that you know. This, this character it, like you know there might be even great amounts of time where you aren't seeing each other but mm. you're hearing about the actions of him of Uriel and it comes to this precipice again of when you're going to meet Uriel and Uriel kind of can't really rather than you know there'll be there'll be some sort of conflict probably a fight but he can't really fight the party without trying to convince them first yeah like yeah. I know the world's bad I know it's a bad place you guys showed me that but I can't do this to you. You've got to join with me. Yeah. Like you can, we can he's make this He's got to monologue better. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. to go classic villain 
monologue of like, Burn, but think of the more beautiful world that we could make. <laughs> You're not so different, you and I. <laughs> that sort of thing. Exactly. <laughs> You're my many dads and mums, potentially. <laughs> yeah. See my perspective. But yes, becoming the big bad. And I think even still from then, it could be, you could, of course, go down the classic route and destroy him. But also, is this person, an angel, capable of redemption for the bad things they're doing as well? Yeah. Could, could this person be convinced out of what they're doing? I think that's a really good like three-act structure as well because the first act is you finding and protecting this, this naive um, entity. And the second act is you kind of educating and, and interacting with it, like it reflecting your morals back onto you and you trying to put yours onto it. And then the third one where it rejects everything and then you have to chase it. Um, yes. Yeah. I think that's that's it's, it's really interesting, big bad, um, for an extended story. Yeah. Mm. Exactly, and it's like personable to the characters. I mean, you can have big bads who would think you know outside of the plot affecting them, but if it's someone they know and someone they've you know taught these things to, yeah, then that's going to have like resonance with the party. Whether that's like, oh no, or like I can't believe he's betrayed us like this, <laughs> and you know varying perspectives therein. Yeah. Yes. Now finally. Poor, poor sweet Persephone. Little boy. So this is where I reveal that my card that I had is evil NPC. What? <gasps> but Persephone isn't evil. She's oh. wonderful. Yeah, and she's wonderful. Stop saying that she's evil, Darcy. I didn't say that. And as you go from town to town, like, she's healing the sick and stuff like that with, like, her, like, deity-given powers. Like, she's great. She's just fantastic. And, the like, even if the, par- the party members who, like... Uh, would normally dislike them. You just like no, no. You're you're charmed by this person. Even like if they if they if they don't would normally like like this sort of person. It's like no, she's fucking great. Uh, and you keep hearing from every preacher you come by. They there's there's a prophecy about this girl and her mm. brother, and that yeah, she's never going to stop trying to find him. And he's he's seeking her, and he's evil incarnate, and he's undead, and he like leaves plagues in his wake and the only way to stop him is by destroying her and the party has to make a decision about Mm. whether they believe that or if they believe that it's worth any part whether it's worth stopping that or if yeah if how they think about this character and the potential consequences that she might have for the world yeah i'm really enjoying all the moralists just having mm. an angel on the card just made all yeah. of our stories really moralistic Moral practice, yeah. <laughs> mm. a little bit so a question yep. about the Persephone yep so if the players were to think well if they were unanimous, unanimously like as much as we like Persephone we think she's great like you know she's she's got this she's, we've taken care of her and all that but they see well the world's too great a cost to mm-hmm. to uh, you know to, 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 we have to kill her. We've not got no choice. We have to stop this. Do you think that there's the potential of maybe Persephone, her influence of everyone thinking she's, she's great, being de- developed into some sort of cult, some sort of religion? Yeah, very possibly. Like she, I, I, but I, I think that it's probably, it's very reasonable that she might have like followers and such behind that. But I don't think that Persephone herself would. It would be a bad cult. I think that it would like be, they be would a good be. Thing. Yeah, yeah, it would be. It would be constantly bringing good into the world. As a player, I want to know: Is there evidence of this brother? Like, how do we know the brother exists? It, it, like, he's he's a ways away. Like, you hear you can, you might hear stories and stuff, but he's he's not close yet. 
but maybe he's getting closer but like yeah. you definitely you're hearing from multiple people that there is a prophecy and maybe you're hearing scattered reports about a terrible plague hitting the east that sort of thing mm. that maybe that's the brother we're heading east but yeah. how can we be sure sort of thing so i really yeah. like the idea of because you, you you're meeting this girl when she is very say very new so she hasn't got much uh much built up around her she doesn't have many resources why she needs your party to take care of her and so as you travel along and you find out more of these stories about her more of the prophecy you hear of this other force also heading in the same direction and also building up these cults and these followings just like she is but in a good way his is kind of armies kind of taking over and plagues wiping out nations etc um, yeah, and so it's, you either have to decide to like stop this force um, or let them meet. And I think that yeah. it would be the mo- like it would make it much very interesting if you make it clear that if the, if it is true, the brother's still quite a long way away. Mm. And who knows? Maybe you can give it some more time. Maybe you'll be able to find a better way to solve it, or maybe. Maybe if you leave it too late, things will be worse. And yeah, have- maybe like yeah. she's in your nation, so the longer she exists in this yeah. place, the better for your nation, but mm. the worse for somewhere else in the mm. world. They're, like it's there's a few different layers yeah. to the choices they have to make in this regard. And like, how much do you manipulate the girl? How much do you manipulate Persephone mm. to kind of uh, to, I, I guess, um, undermine her mission, which is ultimately good but bad for you specifically mm. like yeah I think it's really interesting yeah I like it it would be a really fun game to play alright well, I think that's that's been us for this week so we have did we hear did the, uh, the I, brother I, give it, have a name no I was thinking Persephone and her nameless brother yeah, mm. oh, yeah. Persephone and her nameless brother we, we had brother we have Uriel and we had Johnny Explosion yeah. uh, the slaughter <laughs> ball champion played yeah. by Keanu Reeves played by Keanu Reeves with a more Brooklyn accent he's got to do an English accent because he's fantastic at English accents <laughs> I, beg, I beg to differ on that count what are you saying sir uh, as always assaulted by creatures <laughs> we have been produced under a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives 4.0 international license which means you're free to share and redistribute the material in any medium or format if you give appropriate credit don't use the material for commercial purposes don't remix transform but build upon the material in any way unless you're going to let us know uh, we would love for you to use these in your games and let us know how it goes we I think we had three great hooks this week um, that would make for great extended campaigns or just really fun fast moving one shots so let us know and if you'd like to submit art you can do so at our email address uh, podcast.hooked.gmail.com and you can reach out on any of the socials we are on facebook twitter and instagram uh thank you very much for being with us this week darcy you've done a greasy man's work sir are you talking to me or yourself everyone everyone the (laughs) listeners at home yep they're all very greasy thank you (laughs) thank you once again dom all right no no, it's it's just i just i just want to say this is Johnny Explosion <laughs> signing off, <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> and thank you very much for joining us for the first time, Jack. No problem. Uh, until next time, everyone, keep playing games. <laughs> See ya. Fare thee well. <laughs>
Good morrow, mine kiotis. Tis I, your once and future pal, old Matty. Through fortuitous wheeling and or dealing, old Matty bamboozled, hoodwinked, and duped himself an official That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Delicious Word Sandwich, the only podcast that transforms literary readables into scrumptious edibles, and the only literature podcast ever made, probably. Get a questionable recipe and an impeccable book breakdown all in one by the month as old Matty reviews a New Yorker short story, shares some advice from the almighty titan and old Matty's idol, Ernest Hemingway, then finally transforms every element of classic novels into ingredients. Example? Marvel as I turn the Maltese Falcon's cynical characters into smoky bitter cheese, and its hard-boiled plot into an egg. Shell included! All the while, Delicious Word Sandwich chronicles old Matty's madcap misadventures, in which he conquers death. So be sure to catch Delicious Word Sandwich on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and in your demonically possessed spaghetti. Until then, farewell, my kiotis. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. They say you only get out what you put in, and with recipe ingredients, there's no exception. You can always rely on the great taste and quality of Kerrygold Irish Butter. Kerrygold has teamed up with some well-known food experts to feed your imagination. Whether you are baking, brunching, or barbecuing, check out Kerrygold.com for ideas, or follow the how-to videos and recipes at Kerrygold on Instagram. Hi there, we've got good news. Are you listening to more music? Watching more Netflix or spending more on online shopping? Join MediaOpinionsIreland.ie, fill in our simple surveys about what you watch and listen to, and we'll reward you with one-for-all vouchers. Go to www.MediaOpinionsIreland.ie to join. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.